conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where camping gets a little handsy. Mm. Mm. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto, someone who I will never go camping with. Hi, Anna. How are you? That's for the best, Dan. I've only gone camping a handful of times, no pun intended. And mm. um, it was all with the Girl Scouts. I think I, you know. Was it I'm camping, camping, up... or was it going to a cabin and sleeping? No, well, one of them was cabin sleeping. I've never slept in an actual tent because even when I slept at the Girl Scouts, it was like a, a glamping tent. Okay. Because it was a tent, but it had a platform under it, it was a perma tent. Mm. But I've gotten bats in my cabin multiple times. That sounds like a euphemism, but continue. No, Dan, I'm serious. <laughs> like, real ones. Uh, what else? Um, I got my first period while camping. Did the bats smell it? No, I was in a kayak when it happened, okay? And it was really scary. <laughs> um... Imagine, picture this, having to ask a grown woman who you refer to as Hershey to assist oh. you. And all she has is a mega super tampon and you are 13 and scared. This is a whole toilet paper roll. Literally, I was like, what the F is this? Anyway. Yeah, I can, I have not been in that position and I don't no. think I will. Um, I've never been you. camping actually that's a lie really no i've never been camping wow dan I i'm a very totally... metropolitan man yeah okay city boy dan o'keefe never roughed it never had no. to cook his own meal over a campfire i get it absolutely not we have ovens stoves exist hmm. we have beds um never went camping because my dad my dad i don't think doesn't like camping, so and he would be the one to take us camping. Um, mm. So no, ne never slept in a tent, never camped, it's... none of that jazz. I have slept in a cabin, but that doesn't count. Mm. It's fine if you're on a real bed. It's not camping. No, that's correct. I did have like the sleeping bag and stuff, and there were mattresses provided, but you were just supposed to put your sleeping bag on top of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, the movie that we're talking about today doesn't really have anything to do with camping, but it's Brokeback Mountain. Uh, released in 2005, directed by Ang Lee, written by Larry McMurdy, Murtry, and Diana Osana in the highest, uh, based oh. on the book... <laughs> I'm already tired. Based on the book Brokeback Mountain by... Uh, or sorry, the short story Brokeback Mountain by Annie Proulx, mm. starring Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, Linda Cardellini, Anna Faris, Anne Hathaway, Michelle Williams, and Randy Quaid. Our the cast is straight... stacked. Yeah, our second straight Michelle Williams movie. I know. Gage was shooketh. 
Cinematography by Rodrigo Prieto. Beautiful cinematography, by the way. It is a beautiful film. Um, it's a gorgeous movie. Released on September 9th and December 9th, 2005 with a 14 million dollar budget, it made 178.1 million dollars at the box office. And mm. then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 87% approval rating. A beautifully epic western, Brokeback Mountain's love story is imbued with heartbreaking universality, helped by moving performances by Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Roger Ebert, mm-hmm. four stars out of four. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's... I liked it, but I also have some qualms. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you do. You, you're one of those qualms sort of people. I always have qualms. <laughs> Um, I think when I was watching this, I was comparing this a lot to The Power of the Dog, um, which came out last year and won Best Picture. Mm. Um, and they're they're not the same story. They they are both about hyper masculinity and homosexuality. Mm. Um, so they're an interesting watch. I think part of the reason I was comparing them, well, that's the main reason I was comparing them, and I think. It works better in The Power of the Dog, but that's also because we have 18 years of time, time to... since this came out and societal yeah. views shifting. It kind of cracks me up, though, because I feel like even though this movie did come out so long ago, it's still upheld as one of the most, at least in our generation, one of the most well-known and highly spoken of uh, movies about queer folk that yes. I know of, at least. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. I would love uh, to sit down. Besides, like, I mean, call me by your name, but I feel like this movie walked so that movie could run. This movie walked so that movie could eat peaches. So that movie could cry in front of a fireplace. <laughs> so Army Hammer could eat people. Um, <clears throat> nope, 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 nope. Oh, I wish it was anybody else because I like that movie. Uh, so, Brokeback Mountain was nominated for eight Oscars, and it won three. It okay. won Best Original Score, uh, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Director for Ang Lee. It did not, however, win Best Actor for Heath Ledger, Best Supporting Actor for Jake Gyllenhaal, Best Supporting Actress for Michelle Williams, Best Cinematography for Dr- Rodrigo Prieto, or Best Picture the nominees, other nominees for Best Picture. Munich, directed by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Good Night and Good Luck, directed by George Clooney. Mm. Uh, Capote, no idea. Like Truman? Like Truman, starring okay. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Interesting. Um, and the winner for Best Picture, mm-hmm. Crash. The plot of Crash is that racism is bad. I was going to say, I don't know if I know that movie. Interesting. It is widely considered one of the one of the worst um, Academy Award decisions, giving Crash Best Picture over Brokeback Mountain. Hmm. Um, 
after Brokeback Mountain lost Best Picture to Crash, some critics accused the Academy of homophobia and for making a oh. safe, non-groundbreaking choice. Um, I've not seen Crash, so I can't speak to this. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. I mean, it was a good movie, <laughs> but it, I don't know. It's because I'm looking at it through the lens of here we are in 2022 and there have been some much more, I don't know. I feel like this movie's great, but it falls into so many of the same ploys that gay romances in movies get. And that makes me upset. Mm-hmm. That's all. Um, I, I don't just want to see the gays experience. happy. I don't have enough experience watching movies with gay relationships that I don't think I noticed. That's fair. I think it's just traps. Now, I wonder if it's just because not even I'm trying to think of how to explain what I'm trying to say. It just goes back to what I was saying last week of how it makes me upset that I feel like in a lot of movies, the romances that gay characters experience, they don't get to be happy. And that makes me really Mm -hmm. sad. And I know that this movie took place in the 60s when homosexuals didn't get to be happy for the most part and so that's realistic to one how it probably was in that community and two how it probably was during that time but just and there was the the story that heath ledger's character told about the the two men in his town growing up oh god that made me so sad Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh dan i'm sad all over again here we go I love a good cowboy, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I love mm-hmm. a good cowboy story. I love a good. I love a good cowboy story. Um, mm-hmm. Until Jake Gyllenhaal grew his sideburns. <gasps> Those were atrocious. I screamed. They were horrible. That was a jump scare. <laughs> I was told this uh, wasn't a horror film until those came on. Just kidding. Let's get into it. So it starts off, and it's the summer of '63, uh, and. We are introduced to Ellis Del Mar, Ennis Del Mar, and porn Jack name. Twist. Porn name. Two porn yes. names. Um, they are both about 19. They are spending the summer as sheep herders on Brokeback Mountain. Fun fact, Dan. Did I ever tell you that I wanted to be a shepherd when I was little? That was my dream really? job. Mm-hmm. What's stopping you? Hmm. Truly nothing. You're right, Dan. I gotta get out of here. Come on. Get to work. Um, So, Ennis, he's engaged to be married in the fall to a woman, and he wants to run his own ranch someday, just like his parents did. Um, But his parents are dead. They died in a car crash. Ennis and his brother and sister alone had to fend for themselves. Pause. Jack, meanwhile... No, pause it. I was just going to say that I love that Michelle Williams plays um, Heath Ledger's wife in this movie because I know how fun it is to act with Gage. And they Uh were in a relationship at the time, so I bet that was a great time. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. You just love the vibes on set. I just love when people are friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like to think that in every movie that's ever been made, people are always friends. And it makes me sad when I hear they're not like... Like, Vin Diesel and The Rock aren't friends, and that makes me sad. Very much so. Very much not friends. 
Very sad. I wish they were friends. I want you to just pause and think for a moment that you are devoting emotional space to the relationship between Vin Diesel and The Rock. Yes, and? No, this isn't an improv game. I just want oh. you to, <laughs> to sit on it. No, I, I wish they were friends. I'm manifesting it. Hmm. I mean, man manifesting it. They're Amen. Men. Uh, so, Jack, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, he wants to be the world's greatest rodeo cowboy alive. Which, so do I, are you kidding me? Uh, so, they spend their summer shepherding, dealing with sheep, getting to know each other, telling each other about their lives, uh, growing close to each other. Um, nice. Go through the toils and troubles, you know, weather, food shortages, gruesome maulings of sheep. Jesus. I mean, that's nature for you. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I don't go camping? Because you're afraid that you're going to get gruesomely mauled because you're a sheep? Sheeple? Oh, uh, yes. I'm, I'm sorry, Alpha. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, You're looking so unbreedable today, Dan. No! <laughs> I saw that. I saw somebody comment that on a tweet, mm -hmm. and I hadn't seen the original one before, and I was like, what the hell is that <laughs> comment? Ugh. <laughs> I can't believe you'd never seen that. I, I, I hadn't seen the original one. Eventually, okay. I got the context, but I was like, ugh, I want to delete the internet. <laughs> I'm going to delete my eyes. Yeah, what a horrible day to know how to read. Yep. Um, so, one night, after an evening of boozing and shooting at a bull, uh, the two of them end up sharing a tent to avoid freezing. Um, nice. And it's a cold, cold night. Oh, I could not wait once they got in that tent. <laughs> I was like, here we go. Kissing. There's a there's a journey song. Love and touching squeezing. They're loving. They're touching. Mm. They're squeezing. Na, each other. Oh yeah. I it was very hot and heavy. Mm -hmm. Two seconds in, I was my pearls consider them clutched. Oh my gosh. Uh hot, heavy, aggressive. Dry. I, yeah, that was a little alarming to me. I said, mm. well, if that's what you're into. <laughs> They're roughing it. Me, dog. Yeah, they are <laughs> roughing it. There was a lot of butt in the first, like, ten minutes of this movie. Mm -hmm. But never full on, always from the side. No, it was, it was a always, like, cheat. crouched over. I, yeah. <laughs> while watching this. While they were making out, I said to Gage, right now, we are seeing what Taylor Swift wrote all of those songs about. <laughs> and he told me I was disgusting. So that's where I'm at. Uh, there's a piece of trivia that I'll get to, but Heath Ledger almost broke Jake Gyllenhaal's nose um, in one scene when they were kissing what? because he was kissing him too aggressively. Oh, whoa, oh, boy. <laughs> From 
the advice and direction of Michelle Williams to kiss him harder. Michelle? Oh my god. I mean, they I did look very primal. I, I love yes. cowboys, man. It's something about the cowboys. <laughs> you know who else loves cowboys? Jake Gyllenhaal's character? And Heath Ledger. Yes. <laughs> um, so... The friends to lovers stereotype, blah, blah, blah. Summer ends. Love it. Two men have to separate and go about their lives. Go back home. Deal with life. Um, this That made me sad. I mean, it, it was <laughs> giving kid at summer camp. Exactly. Like, summer fling. I, you know, not, I'm not speaking from experience. I'm talking about movie tropes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, lost my virginity at camp. Never going to see him again. Or am I? Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal offers to give Heath Ledger a ride. Heath Ledger turns it down and ends up crying in an alleyway. Uh, He should have accepted it. Give him more than just one ride. Oh, Um, yeah, baby. I was sad, too. When he was crying, I was crying, too. Because, you know, mm -hmm. love stories. I don't know if I've ever told you this, Dan. But whenever we watch movies... Uh-huh. And a couple is presented in the form of they might end up together, but they might not. I get really stressed. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, when we watched, when I watched Shit's Creek and then Gage and I watched The Goldbergs, I know which of the people on that show end up in relationships because the show has already ended or is far enough along that I know just from existing. Mm-hmm. And watching them go through the trials and tribulations of whether or not will they, won't they, makes me so sad. Not every couple. Like, I don't feel that way watching Friends. Like, I don't really care about the whole Ross and Rachel will they, won't they. But, like, (laughs) for some reason on the Goldbergs, Erica and Jeff has got me in my feels lately. I cried over David and Patrick on Schitt's Creek. Like, it's ugly, Dan. It's ugly over here. So this movie had me feeling... You know how when people are making TV shows and they're making like pretty, pretty blase, not, not all that super emotional uh, sort of content. Mm-hmm. And they're like on a very special episode of the Goldbergs. Stop. It'll make I, you I cry. Fall That's for that. every episode for you. I, I hated, we just watched a Halloween episode in which Erica was sad because Jeff was dating somebody else and she tried to do a couple's costume with Jeff because his girlfriend couldn't go to the dance and then the girlfriend decided she could come back and they say it was from Little Shop and they sang suddenly Seymour and he's like Seymour's your friend I'm your friend and I was like fuck no I was out here (laughs) sobbing I said respectfully Jeff you better change your tune Oh my god! I'm getting heated just thinking about it. We, I cannot. If they don't get together immediately, I'm gonna throw hands. Even though I really like that show, and I'll just keep watching. It's fine. Well, back to Brokeback Mountain, the topic at hand. Yes. Uh, so, and it says two kids, two daughters, Alma Jr. and Jenny, but only one of them is important to the plot. Um, and then Jake Gyllenhaal tries to be a rodeo cowboy, sucks at it. Very bad. It's hard. Uh, I say that like I've done it before. <laughs> yeah. First-hand experience. What was that like wrangling a bull? I rode a mechanical bull once at Red, White, and Blue. 
it was hard. How long did you stay on? 45 seconds, I think. That's pretty good. That's Thanks. really good. Uh, they started it off really slow, so... Oh. I was not yet drunk, so that also mm -hmm. adds to the fun. I just wanted to try it. Um, so, Jake Gyllenhaal, after a drunken evening, uh, he meets Anne Hathaway, Lorene. Oh, gorgeous queen. When her titties flopped out, I screeched. <laughs> I was not prepared. I was like, oh, my God. Anne. Yes. Annie. Yes. She doesn't like to be called Anne. Uh, yeah, I saw that interview. Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt doesn't like to be called Chris, but somehow that's less charming. A lot of things about Chris Pratt are less charming. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Jake ends up marrying cowgirl Loreen. Um, a catch. A catch. Yes. And her dad runs a business selling farm machinery to Texas. Um, her dad and gives me the yuck. The yeah, he has nothing but disrespect and disgust for Jake Gyllenhaal. Do you, think, do you think he knows that his daughter married a homosexual? I think he smells it. Yeah. Smell fairy. He thinks that Jake Gyllenhaal is submissive and breedable. Confirmed. Mm. I'm going to say that as many times as I can today. Yeah, numb me to it, please. Don't you uh, worry. I've, I am worrying, to be completely honest, but uh, I will I will try. Um, so, Jake Gyllenhaal, he wants acceptance. He wants approval. He wants love. So he writes Ugh. to Ennis in 1967, and they arrange and to meet again. I'm slamming my fist on the table and crying already. So, he heads over to Wyoming, meets up, the two of them. Hug. Very weakly attempt to hide in an alleyway. Oh, they um, that they did the equivalent of a kid playing hide and seek standing behind a sapling tree. Like, come on. They did. They did not even that. The kid pulling down a branch and you <laughs> seeing the whole bottom half of their body. I'm just thinking about how my cousin and I definitely did that shit when we were playing <laughs> hide and seek at my grandparents' house. Um. So. They're kissing hard, um, and they're seen nice. through the window by Alma, Michelle Williams, and she is sickened by it. I can't believe she didn't say something. If I caught Gage kissing another person, I would have screamed immediately. But I also have a lot of, like, Rights. feelings and no self-control. <laughs> so I would have been like, you whore. Start throwing things out the window. Exactly. I wouldn't care if he's kissing man, woman, they, them, neither, both. I felt you about to say man, woman, child, and then stop yourself. I I realized. For good, good yeah, reason. No. <laughs> I wouldn't care if he was kissing a child. If he was kissing a child, we'd have, we'd have other things to, to deal with. <laughs> More pressing issues. Um, so... After they, they, they're done getting sloppy with each other, um, Ennis introduces Jack to Alma, um, who does her best to pretend like everything is normal. 
I would have called them both whores. Yes. Because <laughs> you whores, I saw you in the alleyway making a fool out of me. And now as Ennis and Alma's relationship grows apart, Ennis and Jack's relationship grows stronger and their love develops deeper, oh. deeper, deeper. I'm sobbing, girl. I'm sobbing. They're jumping into into rivers. They're oh. swimming. Um so so the men do another thing that I've never done, gone fishing. They go on fishing. You've never trips. gone fishing? You I as I said, I'm a metropolitan man. Oh, well, I was once I, called the most out not outdoorsy. What was it, Gage said? The most redneck of anyone in his family. So that's absolutely not true. Thank you, From Dan. the things you've told me about his family. <laughs> I know. Some of the things... Well, he's talking about his immediate family. His his cousin, whose wedding we're going to... Mm-hmm. I was told to not wear a cow print outfit because I would be approached. <laughs> Actually, I believe the direct quote from his mother would was, someone would try to ride you by the end of the night. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was flabbergasted. <laughs> um, I saw a picture on Facebook of someone's wedding, and all the groomsmen were wearing jeans and, like, a white shirt and suspenders. Oh, I went to a wedding like that. Mm. Not, Not about a vibe. No. no. There will be no jeans at my wedding. No, jeans are jeans are explicitly not allowed. Yeah. At my your hypothetical wedding, my actual wedding that's happening. Yeah. Okay, King. Uh-huh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> True. Maybe now I'll have uh, under I'm I might have to crash with with some jeans on. A whole jean yeah, I want you, you Suit. need to be, come wearing, like, regular nice things, and then do a very dramatic change, or, like, a reveal. Like, this dress, it's been jeans the whole time. Oh, my God. What if Gage and I came in the outfit that Brittany and Justin wore in, like, 2002? That's the only acceptable okay. way, honestly. Okay. Absolutely, you're going to be let in like I know, that. you haven't even sent out invites yet. We don't I'm have just... anything scheduled. Do you even have a date picked? <laughs> We have a vague idea of when. It depends okay. on venues are available. That's good. That's a good idea. Don't worry, okay. listeners. You'll all be invited to this, too. That's what <laughs> we're talking about out in the open. We're planning Dan's whole wedding right here <laughs> on the podcast without Anna. No, why does she need to be involved? She gets um, no say. It's my day. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, our day? Amen. It's Communist all, you know what they much? say. It's all about the groom. Yeah, right? She gets her her fun little walk down the aisle, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then the attention goes back to me. Mm-hmm. That's why, you, you know, the, 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 the phrase that the priest or the officiant always says at the end of the ceremony? Wife, you may now kiss the groom. <laughs> the star of the wedding, the groom. <laughs> and then everybody applauds and I bow. <laughs> yup, that's exactly how weddings work. You're right. Uh, anyway, speaking of weddings, Alma and Ennis get a divorce. <laughs> it's 1975. <laughs> Yikes. It's November. She gets custody of their daughters. Ennis, broken family. Very upset. Ennis is the kind of dad that unironically listens to Lips of an Angel by Hinder. And I say that mm-hmm. as someone who loves that song. 
I will say he's not a horrible father. He is no, not doing anything. No, he's not anything. a bad father. No, yeah, he doesn't. He, he's a bad husband. That's mm-hmm. that, that's not controversial to say. But no, it's obvious because... that he cares for his daughters. He just yeah. does not maybe have his priorities straight in life. I think he'd be better as a spouse and partner if he wasn't having to conceal who he is. Mm-hmm. But that that's just my opinion, you know? Yeah. As a person who's not concealing who they are, I can only imagine. Sure. Keep telling yourself that. Conceal, don't feel, don't let <laughs> them know. Turn it off. Uh, so Love that song. When he hears the divorce is final, Jack shows up and he's like, hell yeah, my time to shine. <laughs> Jack was giving major me energy. <laughs> he's like, heard you single, baby. And oh, I'm... you broke up? That's so sad. Anyway. Okay, when Gage and I first started dating, I had been casually seeing this guy and we like made it official for like two days and then it wasn't, we were like, eh, we kind of moved too fast. And so mm-hmm. I came to rehearsal for the show I was doing with Gage and I was like, oh, my boyfriend and I broke up. And I have this very cute, clear memory of Gage going, oh, no, I am sorry. And <laughs> hugging me. And I... He's fake. He's fake. <laughs> he wasn't sorry at all. That's so sad. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Liar. Mm, if this were a basketball game, you'd need to get a rebound. Literally. <laughs> Trash. From a two-day relationship. Literally. Oh, God. Dan. I shudder. Um, so, Jack hopes to live a life ranching with Alice. Um, and Alice wants that too, but then he tells the story about how when he was a kid uh, in town, there were these two older men who lived together. Very nice. Um, but the townspeople took one of them, brutally beat them to death. Ugh. dragged them by by the penis penis out into the open and beat him to death. And then his dad went and showed the kids the body out there. Sort of like, this is what will happen if you're a fairy boy. That shit had me sad. Full stop sad. I, I, well, I'm kind of, it's good that that's how you were feeling. It'd be bad if it was making you feel happy. Yeah, no, you know. <laughs> I yeah, saw that no, scene. Not... Oh my god, I was giddy with joy. Oh my, this just in. Dan loved the scene where someone was murdered <laughs> because they were gay. No, I. It just. I hated that they showed it. I hated it because it's brutal. It. It. it, it yeah, and, real. and it's something that's real. Exactly, it's real, and. You know, I always say the scariest villains are the ones you can find in real life. And that's definitely Mm -hmm. something I would file under there. Um, Hey, hey, listener. If you hate someone for who they are as a person and if they're gay, if they're a different race, if they're anything, uh, and if you hate them for that, stop Mm -hmm. listening and reconsider your life choices. Amen. For some reason, when you said that, my brain said, 
if you hate someone, just gossip about them behind their back like <laughs> I do, which is not true. Don't do that. No. Just be nice. Don't do that. I mean, like, in theory, don't hate anyone, but it's kind of okay to hate someone for their choices. Yeah. Um, but if they, not for things I mean, they can't change. No. Like, Unless if it's their hair. Is, if their hair is really is dumb. If someone's mean, you can dislike them. Mm-hmm. But don't kill them. No. No! Don't kill anyone. I can't believe I have to say this. Just don't. <laughs> Speaking of killing, I have a story for you when we're off the air. I was reading my book at the dealership today because I was taking my car to get the emissions tested, and somebody got mm-hmm. murdered, and I was gasping. People probably <laughs> thought I was having a fit. That's Jesus. a whole story. I actually don't have a uh, story for off the air. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, guess anyway. what, folks? That's the story. That's the That's secret the story. story Anna had. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jack and Ennis, they come up with a deal where Jack will drive from Texas to Wyoming three to four times a year. Each meeting <sighs> more emotional. Each departure sadder and sadder than the rest. Oh, you got me crying. It's 1978. Ennis can barely struggle to pay child support. Um, he's working odd ranch hand farming jobs, doing his best to survive and pay his child support. Briefly mm-hmm. gets involved with a waitress, Linda Cardellini. Gage um, didn't know she was in this movie and he has a fat crush on her. So when she popped on screen, he was like, Hamina, 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 hamina. Aruga, aruga. He was so excited. Uh, so, because he's in this relationship with Linda Cardellini, he meets less frequently with Jack. And Jack, oh. who is in a relationship strictly for business at this point with Anne to Hathaway. To get that bread. Get that bread. Uh, it's very similar to the current relationship that Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon have. Uh, if you follow the backstage gossip of the WWE, which I, I know, know you why. do, Anna. I don't. I really need to get my friend Brad on the horn with you because he also talks about WWE all the time. <laughs> and your energy is so similar. <laughs> I just... <laughs> <sighs> There are there are two. There are more than two um, classifications of people who talk about wrestling, but you can basically separate it between people who shower and people who don't shower. Um, well, you two and most people shower. in each of those groups. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we're very similar, I assume. Yes. Yes. Last I checked, neither one of you smells or has dirty hair. So. I showered before this, actually. Wow! Good for you, Dan. I haven't and taken I my SpongeBob my makeup off yet. Yeah, I saw you had your freckles on, and I was like, <laughs> those don't grow that fast. No, I just didn't feel like taking them off. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Anna is not in a production of SpongeBob. She's just feeling a little goofy. Amen. Now, if you're in Milwaukee and you have some free time the next two weeks... Uh, is that the length at, of the run? Well, technically it's tech now, but that's because we're taking like four days for the 4th of July, but we open on the 18th. Or, excuse me, oh. on the 8th. On the, on 18th. the 8th. Okay, the 8th. That makes more sense. Okay, July 8th, if you're in Milwaukee, go see SpongeBob at the Box Theater. Yeah, good job, Dan. Woo! No notes. 
proud of you. Get tickets on the internet. Amen. If you follow me on Instagram, I posted a picture of myself in costume today. I look like a little German boy. Oh, I love being the Bob of the Sponge. Oh, I am a little German boy. <laughs> I can't do the accent. Oh. No, little German boy. Um, so Jack ends up going to Mexico because he's in a, a loveless marriage with a woman he doesn't oh, love. Oh, this obviously. part made me sad too. Dan. And he satisfies his needs in seedy underground gay bars and clubs. No. He's not respected there. Just meat. Can it get some sort of disease from going and getting a, a hooker in a different mm-hmm. country? A hooker. I just. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said a hooker. A sex worker. Sorry, everyone. Uh, in the 60s, I feel like they didn't take the precautions that people maybe take today. You know what I'm this saying? This was 1978, but I understand okay, your point. Okay, the 70s, people were not yeah, taking oh, the I precautions. Mean, until the AIDS crisis, which mm-hmm. started in the 80s, that's when safe se- yeah. sex practices really came in vogue. Okay, they should always be in vogue. Practice safe sex. <laughs> yeah, they everyone. should always be in vogue. Get tested. Uh, use contraceptives. Maybe don't don't go to different countries and solicit sex acts from CD underbellies of cities. Just I love saying. the confidence that you're you're speaking to this with. Maybe um, don't. It's like you're you're walking on the eggshells on eggshells on eggshells. What if uh, what if a sex worker is listening? I don't want to like shade their grind but i also yeah. just, it's not for me dog okay uh, if they are listening i'm sure they're safe with it good just just be safe everyone be right? smart just be safe consent uh, is king yes uh so <laughs> when jack and ennis meet up back at brokeback mountain where all they have is brokeback mountain oh and i'm sobbing and um he taunts Ennis, saying that he's been hooking up with these these guys in Mexico. Um, and at the end of his rant, he says that that famous line. I wish I knew how to quit you. To which Gage and I start yelling at each other from across the apartment. <laughs> we started saying it before the movie even started. That line mm-hmm. is iconic. Abs, I think of movies that have come out in the past 20 years. Um that's like a top 20 line. Most I agree. Line. I think it's also a most commonly misquoted line. I would put it up there because a lot of people, I think, think it's just, I can't quit you. Yeah. I actually said it wrong. It's, I wish I could quit you. Not, yeah. I wish I knew how to quit you. Oh. In the moment, it's very gut-wrenching. In real life, I say it about the Chex Mix I was eating before this podcast. I need to adjust the statement I just said. It is, I wish I knew how to quit you. Oh, what is the final answer, Not I wish I could quit you. Uh, Final answer, I wish I knew how to quit you. Okay. Me to a bunch of applications running on my work computer that even though I close out of them, they still stay open. Amen. 
Uh, so, flash forward, 1980, and this gets a postcard, Jack's dead! Oh, God. This part had me sad, too. Fuck. Maybe I liked this so, movie more than I thought I did. It's, I mean, that's, if that happens, there are sometimes where I see a movie, and afterwards I'm like, that's okay, and then I keep thinking about it, and I'm like, well, that part was good. And then that part was good. Yeah. So it yeah. happens. <laughs> Thank you, um, Bruce, your port, Dan. For my what? Report is what I said. <laughs> Thank you for said. your report, Dan. I have not had... I did eat some beer cheese dip today, but I'm not drunk. <laughs> drunk of the beer cheese. Um, you, you didn't have one beer from Buffalo Wild Wings? Dan, that was like six <laughs> years ago. It was five. Okay, fair. Uh, so, Ennis contacts Lurleen, Lurine, not, I think Lurleen, because that was some politician's wife's name, but it's just Lurine. Um, so, she tells him, completely devoid of emotion, um, that Jack was killed by a tire iron when he was out mm. changing a flat. The tire exploded, uh, got hit in the nose, and he got knocked back, and he basically drowned in his own blood uh, it's like she didn't out. even care i don't think she did i i th I, I can't imagine not caring do you think that's because you had... you're not in a loveless relationship i don't think she that's ever had true. feelings for him that's true too but i was gonna say do you think that she had she knew he was gay and had people to kill him uh, or is that too dark? No, I don't think she had people kill him. That wouldn't but have been. But didn't you watch the juxtaposition? That I, that was Ennis's imagination. Oh my fucking god! I thought that was the truth. No, that oh was that was god. what he was picturing. Oh, okay. Well, I misinterpreted that scene. I thought it was like here's what she's saying versus here's what actually happened. I mean, that could be it. I think it's pretty open to interpretation. That was just how mm. I saw it. Okay. I love that we had two different interpretations. Keeping it fresh. Me too. Like Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping oh, it fresh. <laughs> yup. Um, so, Lorene, I hate that name. Um, Anne Hathaway. I'm sorry. If your name is Lorene and you're listening to this, I don't hate you as a person. Your, your name, name is just... Um... So it's very is, southern. <laughs> yeah. Ennis asks about where he's buried, and she said that they put up a headstone. Half of his ashes are with her, and then half are with his parents. And she said that he wanted his ashes spread at his favorite place, Brokeback Mountain, wherever <gasps> that is. Shook. Clutches pearls. So Ennis goes to Jack's childhood home, um, where Jack's dad insists that Jack's ashes will be put in the family burial plot. Um, and I think the the vibe from this scene is that Jack's mom realizes there was some sort of relationship between the oh, two of them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, whether like, or not come back and visit. Yeah, I don't know whether or not she she fully saw it as like a full romantic sexual relationship or something, but um, yeah. I think she knew that they were close at least. Yeah, I think. I interpreted it as, like, 
she definitely knew there's some monkey business going on because he wanted to start this ranch with him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those things where I hate to say it, like, when your kid dies, you don't care if your kid is gay or straight I hope or not. whatever. You just want your kid back. Yeah. And I think she sees this as, like, this is someone who's also suffering with this loss. Mm-hmm. I want to connect with him. I know that he loved my son, whether it be platonically or romantically, like, he cared about him and, you know, yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jack's dad is like, I will dig a hole. All I want to do is dig a hole. His dad is stereotypical masculinity, for sure. Mm-hmm. But we all uh, grieve in our own way. Um, so Ennis goes up to Jack's bedroom, where he finds two shirts. His and the one that Jack wore in the summer of 1963 um, smeared with their blood from when they fought nasty no thank you but the shirts are hanging together on the same hanger folded within one another crying eternally hugging each other embracing is the sexier word to use but yes that's that's the better word embracing each other (laughs) eternally Uh, they're hugging each other yup and eternally they're hugging each other. Oh, it's like a child popped in. <laughs> it's with a when you say that, that kind of fit. When you say that, it's giving and they were roommates. <laughs> um so Ennis takes the shirts with him when he leaves. Um and we just cry. We're all crying at this point. I was um, sobbing internally. Isn't that just what is that? What is sobbing internally? It's where you're sad, but you're not crying, Dan. That's that's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> sobbing involves like the really release sad. of fluids. No. The only fluids that were coming out of me were... Don't. <laughs> nothing. I don't know. I was going to say something, but I actually didn't have anything good to say. <laughs> uh, so, Ennis moves out of town into a trailer... Alone, he's got nothing. He's got no one. It's 1983. Um, he gets a visit from Kate Mara, Alma Jr., the daughter that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's happy. She's engaged. Um, Good for her. And Ennis, he really only cares that the boyfriend really loves her. Um, because he missed out on love himself. Mm-hmm. And... He first he's like, I can't make it to the wedding. I got to work. But then eventually he's like, I'm not giving up on what family I have. Um, so she says that he loves him. And just gets invited to the wedding. Um, and then he, he sits down, beaten down. He's only 30 something at this point, but he is a, a weathered man. Um, and he has the only things left with him are his and Jack's shirts and a postcard with a picture of Brokeback Mountain. And then we roll the credits. Crying in the club. And that's Brokeback Mountain! Yeah. I still wish that they could have had a happy ending. I... 
with the timing of the story, mm-hmm. there's no way they could. The timing and the location, there was only... I know. The most positive outcome that they could have had was tepid at best. No, I just, I just want everybody to be happy. Liberal. Sorry. <laughs> Dang, sorry, everyone. How dare you? How dare you want good for everyone? People need to be miserable. You're right. No one deserves joy. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been saying. For years. Correct. <laughs> if I'm unhappy, everyone else has to be, too. Literal um, mood. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I thought this was a great movie. Um, going into it, I had a basic idea of the plot and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the just the the uh, the emotional connection between Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger throughout the movie mm-hmm. um and the, the the like the direction of them it's such a for as stylistic of a director as Ang Lee is mm-hmm. it's a very sparse movie um and he just he, the style that comes out is the the connection between the characters more than anything. Yeah, it's very, um, I mean, this movie's very, like, slice of life, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it's driven by that slice of life. It's not driven by any specific, like, like, we don't get any sweeping shots of the landscape or anything. It's very focused on the regular plain i would say love story between two people in a time when their love wasn't accepted a forbidden love oh my god out on the american west two boys dare to dream oh god <laughs> it just man. i I thought that they were. I thought this movie had a happy ending before I actually saw it. Fun fact: this is my first time watching it. Yeah, same. And I did not think it had a happy ending. I didn't know it took place in the sixties. I don't know when I thought it took place. I don't know why I thought there was a happy ending. I guess it's just because I want everything to be happy all the time. Even my scary books. Literally, sometimes I'll be reading my scary books, and I'm like, "Why didn't this have a happy ending?" <laughs> <laughs> literally anna people just got murdered on every page and you want this to have a happy ending you want to try again why didn't they all come back and sing kumbaya exactly is that not how everything should be right um yeah and i think the the cinematography really does it justice to um there are no like sweeping shots or anything but we do see how it's a beautiful environment Yes. And also the, the juxtaposition from when it's the two of them at Brokeback Mountain, how beautiful the scenery is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how like worn down and depressing the scenery is when they're both living their yep, cover their regular lives. Home lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, I do think very well done. It's, it's very well acted too, which is really nice. You know, like yeah. it's just... The actors do a really good job of 
portraying something that is so sad and so serious and like these people are all that we know of heterosexual it's not something that they would have experienced and I think they handle it well I mean like again I don't know I'm not an actual gay person so I can't have a formal opinion on that really but I'm gonna say I think the way you worded that I'm not an actual gay person. I just play one on TV. I just play one on TV. Exactly. (laughs) No. (laughs) You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As a person who doesn't know any different, I thought it was well acted and like respectfully acted while still portraying the hardships and struggles that a person during that time period would go through. And I thought it was, I just thought it was nice. I mean, I understand why it's so highly regarded. I think at the beginning I said I didn't, but now that we've kind of talked it through, I think I get it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got some trivia for you. I'm ready. So, Anne Hathaway doesn't know if Loreen is lying when she tells us how Jack died. They filmed two takes with different motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the parts of them were edited together. So we don't know whether he actually died from the exploding tire or if he was beaten or something okay. else. Okay, so it's up for interpretation. So we're both yes. right. Okay, yes. I love that for or, us. Or we're both wrong. No, I much prefer where we're both right. <laughs> I'm sorry, you want to be happy? Yes, Dan. How many times <laughs> have I had to say that this episode? I haven't been listening. Um, (gasps) the movie's banned in china because it portrays homosexuality yeah um even though Um, ang lee chinese director won an oscar um it also actually i want to double check that i got the his nationality right if he is he's a taiwanese director I want to be specific careful with that yeah because taiwan and japan that's not the same japan Oh, whoops. China, not the same. Anna! Um, oh, God. It's, in my defense, it's 11.23 p.m. Past my mm-hmm. bedtime. But, you know, the drama with China yeah. and Taiwan. So, History lesson, movie, everyone. Movie is not banned in Taiwan. It is banned in most of the Middle East, except for Lebanon and Turkey. Same reasons. Because, mm. you know, there, gay people don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um... The editor of the film uh, passed away before she could finish working on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Geraldine Peroni. Love that it was a woman editor. Sad to hear she passed away. Completed by her former assistant editor, Dylan Titchener. I think is how you pronounce his name. That's really sad. Um, When... To get into character and show Alma's anguish over Ennis's infidelity, mm-hmm. Michelle Williams asked Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal to make out behind the camera so it would be realistic. And then this when they feels... weren't when they weren't passionate enough, she yelled at them. <laughs> this feels. I think like... she's got a kink. I think she likes watching her or liked watching her so 
<laughs> I think she's got some voyeurism going on there. But okay, queen. Do what you gotta do, I guess. And yet... Uh, so Ang Lee had said after he finished working on Sense and Sensibility that he would never make a movie involving sheep. And then he made this, and they were even worse. Are sheep naughty? Um, I don't think they're nice. I thought that maybe they... I mean, they're loud. My mom got a part-time job at the State Fair in the Sheep and Wool Barn last year for, like, fun. Mm-hmm. And... The sheep that they stare at you and they scream with their tongues out. I'm like, what? What? So loud. This is why I still think that if I was a farmer, I'd be a dairy farmer. Yeah. Because at least, least amount cows of hassle. are cute. Yeah. They're also like, they don't, cows are cute, you know? And they go, mm-hmm. and they're just big babies. Goats what do cows are fast. Do? <laughs> Goats and sheep are fast. Yep. This is all my findings. <laughs> this has been Anna's Farm Corner. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week to learn about her discoveries around corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to have some Wahlberg... fun facts about po- Oh. Corn. No, we're done. We're done. Your farm <laughs> corner's over. Okay. Um, Mark Wahlberg and Joaquin Phoenix were considered for the leads in the movie. Oh, that would not have Mark... been as cute of a couple. Mark Wahlberg was interested, but he thought the script was too sexually graphic and turned it down. There's only uh, one knowing... sex scene. I know. And also knowing Mark Wahlberg's views and how he beat up a guy for and like put him in the hospital for being gay. What? Um, yeah. I did not know that. I can't say I'm shocked, but I had no idea. Um, it was before he got famous. Um, oh, no, it was because he was Vietnamese. Okay, it's still not acceptable. No. Why is he punching random people? It, I don't know. Not great. Um... I don't have the energy, strength, or time for hate. I feel like there's a butt coming. No, there's not. I just don't have the energy or strength for hate. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was considered for Ennis. Okay. Yeah, I would have watched that. I would have watched that. Gus Van Sant was going to direct it at one point, and he offered Matt Damon the role of Ennis. And Matt Damon's response, I know. His response was, Gus, I did a gay movie, then a cowboy movie. I can't follow it up with a gay cowboy movie. What gay movie was he in? The Talented Mr. Ripley. Great movie. I've never seen that. I'm going to have to give it a little watch. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. Is he a magician? A gay magician? No. Um, it just sounded like a magician name. Um, so he is not a magician in it, but uh, I need to double check who his co-star is in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's Jude Law is in it, and nobody has been more attractive 
in world history than Jude Law was in The Talented Mr. Ripley. Mm, I'm giving it a goog, too. Yeah. Um, other actors considered Ben Affleck, Billy Crudup, Colin Farrell, Josh Hartnett, and Joseph Fiennes, Ray Fiennes, mm. to some family member. Um, and Joel Schumacher was attached to direct at one point. Mm. That's all the trivia I have. So, mm. Anna, would this movie Damn. be better or worse than the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Jake Gyllenhaal's role? No room for him. I think Jake so much worse. did a great job, and I think that this movie's too serious for Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes, I agree. Because um, there's no room for any snar- snide comments or anything. There's just no place no. for it. It's an incredibly sincere film. Mm-hmm. Would it be better, worse, or the same with Jimmy Stewart? Uh, it'd be worse. I would it think be funny? he wouldn't, wouldn't even I, uh, have set foot on stage for that. Absolutely not. A, 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 a homosexual movie? Kissing another man. Did the communists win? Yeah, that's exactly how it would have gone down. I wish I knew how to quit you. That was a, Oh my. That that was Barney Fife. Yeah, it was Andy Oh god. <laughs> you sound like my parents every dang Broke. day. Brokeback Mountain, but with Andy Griffith and Isn't that kind of what of that show is? A little bit. Changed um, my mind. Scale of one to five, what do you give it? Three and a half. Wow. Lower than I thought. I don't know. A four? I liked it. it <laughs> You're so easily impressionable. It just was sad, Dan. True, it was. I liked it. I'm not denying I liked that. It. I will be honest with you. And I hope this doesn't make me a bad ally. I liked, but I'm a cheerleader more because I thought it was funny and I like funny movies. Mm-hmm. And I like RuPaul. <laughs> I don't think that no, makes I... you a bad ally. I think you might get more credit for that because more LGBT people actually worked on that. Yeah, I liked that one. Um, a lot more I liked the campiness of it whereas this one was very sincere here's the here's the way I'm looking at it if it was a story about a man and a woman mm-hmm. I would not care no super but boring. because it's about a gay couple I I'm invested and mm-hmm. I don't want to say I like this movie more just because it's a gay couple because that feels performative it feels performative but it's the truth because that's what makes the story interesting i know but i'm i'm having a hard time getting over the fact that i'm like yeah that's what makes the story interesting but like in a lot of ways this is just like you said like a star-crossed lover love story Mm -hmm. and that's why i think when i come back to how i was saying that there are some tropes in there. I mean, it's a love story. Any love story is going to have those tropes in it. But when mm-hmm. I compare it to But I'm a Cheerleader, which I feel like doesn't really have the tropes in it, it just... 
I understand why it was groundbreaking. I understand why it was needed. And I do agree it's a beautiful film. But I also feel like in a lot of ways, it's just another love story movie. That doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah. I get that. Anyway, don't come for me, haters. I didn't say I disliked it. I'm just giving it a three and a half or four. Uh, I'm giving it four and a half out of five. I thought it was great. Oh, my. Dan. Dang. He loved it. He had a great time. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. Mm. That's it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Four and a half. That was really great. Good. Well well Well, acted, well directed, well written. There was a little bit of snow at one point. You know, that gets me. Yeah. There was some snow. Mm-hmm. I forgot that you can have snow in the mountains and I was what? like why is it snowing I was very confused and then I remembered Wyoming can get cold Jesus. and they're in a mountain Dan I never claimed to be a genius okay I'm not stupid but sometimes I'm not smart either okay <laughs> I'll just put it that way um, anyway that's it for our our Pride Month movies. Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Um, Pride! Just because Pride Month is over doesn't mean that you can go back to ignoring gay issues and other LGBT issues. Mm. I'm waving my Mm. pride flag metaphorically. It's actually still in my plant. I see it behind you. It's waving. It's in the wind. It's waving. Um, It's billowing. So... We're going to do our longest series yet for our next bunch of movies. Um, We are doing phase one of the MCU. So starting off with Iron Man, going through to the Avengers. Six movies. So excited. Well, tell that coward to come on the podcast. I would, but he's defo asleep right now. Yeah. Uh, So next week, we're starting off with Iron Man, cards on the table. I think it all gets worse after Iron Man, but that's just me. What? Mm-hmm. But you we'll talk about it. Anything? We'll talk about it. Oh, God, your face is making me really nervous. <laughs> In the meantime, me that, <laughs> that is it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. If you want to find us on social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash in conclusion. I am on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and I'm on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Anna, Dan. where are you? I'm on my couch. You can find me What's on your Instagram. address. No. Well, I can give it to you because I'm not going to live here in, in a scant <laughs> few weeks. So um, anyway. You can find me on Instagram at Adamus Prime 818 or you can find me on Twitter at Autobots Roll Out, capital O for Idol, capital B for Box, capital R for Roll in the O and Roll in the O and Out are zeros. You can also find me on TikTok if you feel like it at, I think it's Anna Auto 818 yeah. And she'll two get ends, really depressed if you don't like her TikToks. I will. How did you know? Did I tell you, you, told you us last, last episode? <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> Because I did the same thing to Gage. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So anyway, we'll be back next week with Iron Man. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, and get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't want to be held responsible if a child accidentally...
spits out the phrase, Anna doesn't eat ass at school or something. A Creative Land podcast.